Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. What's up, my friends? I am going through a process that I want to share with you today. It's all about navigating life transitions. And this is a little bit of a different episode because I normally like to like have fully formulated thoughts and kind of like three points that I teach on and a beginning and an end. And today I just feel like I just have all these thoughts that I've been mulling over in my mind. And I wanted to bring you into my process and what I'm going through right now and hopefully help you and perhaps inspire you. If you are considering a life transition or going through a life transition, hopefully this can be inspiring for you at the same time. So I wanted to kind of take you through this process that I'm going through right now because I have gone through so much transition in the last five years and my husband and I and our family were going through another like major transitional phase and we're like right in the thick of it. We have not come out the other side yet. We don't even know quite what like that, that looks like. So I'm not specifically going to share those details. Maybe I'll come back to this in six months when we've figured out what that looks like. But I just wanted to walk you through how do you know if it's time for a transition in your life? How do you embrace the discomfort of going through a major change? And how do you thrive in that so that the other side is like this beautiful place of growth? Okay, that's what we're going to talk about. So let me give you kind of some context for what I'm talking about. I, uh, in the past five years, have gone through so much transition personally in my um, in my work. So I used to work at a large uh, community slash academic hospital. That's where I started my medical career. When I was going through medicine, that is truly what I pictured. I trained as an internist. I imagined being at the hospital, looking after inpatients. That was going to be my life. And then doing it was miserable for me. And I was not happy. I had wonderful colleagues and a wonderful place to work, but it just was not fulfilling my soul. And so in 2017, I left the hospital and I decided to kind of go out on my own and start my own private program. And even that has gone through so much transition in the last two years. We started off as a brick and mortar medical clinic, very heavily just like medical with nutrition, dietary support. And then you all know what happened in 2019 and we had to pivot online. And we realized like the pieces that were missing were that our program functions so well in a, in an online model. And we brought in the coaching and now we're like this online coaching program with telemedicine support. And we're not even needing this brick and mortar clinic that I spent so much time investing into. And so we've gone through that transition. And now again, my husband and I are just reconsidering our lives and looking at how we want to realign with some of our own personal values. And so I've been reflecting all of this because I think one of my strengths is that I am very good at change. I am constantly transitioning. I'm constantly kind of expecting more of myself and for myself. And I want to explain that I'm not doing that from a place of discontentment in my life because I actually 
love everything that I do. I love my family. I love the life that we're recreating. I love my work. I love that I get to serve women. I love love that I get to show up on this podcast and be with you. And I have people who are listening and that I get to inspire in your own life. I love all of that. And so my kind of drive to constantly be transitioning and evolving is more from a place of, all right, this is amazing. What else is possible? What else is possible? And I think that that kind of is like the first point that I want to introduce is how do we know that we need to approach a life transition? Usually it starts from pain. There's usually a pain point. That's like the initial motivator for a lot of people. So if you think about weight loss, for example, when I speak to clients and the initial motivator is usually a diagnosis of diabetes or, you know, no longer being able to engage in the physical activity that they want to be able to do, no longer being able to keep up with their kids because they're now having mobility issues and pain. So it's usually some sort of negative, painful motivator that sparks a life transition. And so for me, what's happened where I uh, have kind of identified the need for a shift was that I started to feel dissatisfied. And that's what happened when I was at the hospital. I had been doing it for a while and there was just part of me who was just like, my soul is just not thriving. I am not fulfilling all of my potential and what I want to be doing and what I'm passionate about. And so it started with a dissatisfaction of being like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> right? And One of my favorite quotes from Craig Groeschel, who has a wonderful leadership podcast, is the difference between the values you embrace and how you spend your time equals the frustration that you feel. And so if you start experiencing this frustration in your life, if you start feeling this like dissatisfaction where you know that you're just not living that fulfilled life that you want to, it might be a clue that, hey, something's out of alignment and maybe a transition is necessary, maybe a a shift and a change and a pivoting so that you can bring your life back into alignment with your values needs to happen. So the initial motivator might be pain. But what I want to suggest is that the next step, we have to be able to move from pain into a driving forward out of excitement for what the next possibility could be. So while my initial motivator to leave the hospital was that I just couldn't anticipate doing that for another year, (laughs) my next level has been, oh my goodness, like I get to have a major impact on women's lives. How can I do, like, how can I do more? How can I reach more people? How can we make more impact? How can we get greater transformation in people's lives? So now I'm not running from pain and dissatisfaction. I am running to something greater. I'm running to something that drives me and compels me. And I'm so passionate about is really touching people's lives, making an impact, bringing wellness into the forefront. All of that has now become my next driver. And I want to share an example of a client of mine that I had worked with over the past year and a half. And this client had lost well over 120 pounds. And he initially described the spark for this as he had this fear of being at a dangerous weight is how he described it. And so he was just like running because of this fear. He was just like so motivated to make the change. And he hit this point in his weight loss where that fear was gone. And 
he kind of found himself floundering a little bit because he no longer had that fear compelling him to make these changes. So he just, he wasn't, he needed to find himself. And it took a matter of months, but where he found himself was in this new identity of this new version of him who was working on his confidence and really working on like building muscle and changing his body and getting so excited about what was possible for him. And you just saw, I just saw this like shift of he moved from running from the pain point to running to a new possibility that he hadn't even seen was possible for himself before. And that is such a beautiful thing, right? So initially we're driven potentially from fear or dissatisfaction or lack of fulfillment, but then we get compelled. And what keeps us going in the long run is we find this amazing why, this really compelling reason to be drawn forward and to do those hard things that are going to take us through the the transition to our ultimate potential and our ultimate growth. And I get so excited about that. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm like using my hands and they're all over the place because I talk with my hands. So I'm right now, the timing is really interesting because my husband and I are going through this major transition of, of reconsidering everything in our lives and what we want for our family and what we want for our kids. And at the same time, I'm taking this class with one of my teachers and someone I consider like a mentor in my life, Brooke Castillo. And the class is called Reinvention. And it's all about questioning everything, burning everything down in your life, and then redeciding on purpose what we want our life to look like. And it's just been like this mind-blowing exercise to look at my life and kind of be willing to let everything go and then intentionally build it back up of, okay, exactly what do I want my career to look like? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my time with my kids to look like, my time with my family to look like? It's a really challenging process. And I think so many of us don't actually ever even do this is redeciding on purpose what we want our lives to look like. Many, many, many people live their lives not making the transition because although they're in pain, although they're experiencing dissatisfaction, although they don't have fulfillment, that pain is familiar. And so they just stay in what is familiar because you know what is really scary? Change is really scary. Embracing the unfamiliar is really scary taking steps forward when you don't even know what's on the other side, that is scary. You have to be willing to tolerate discomfort and have boldness in the face of fear and take risk, right? And many people are not willing to do that. And so they stay in the familiarity of their pain and they keep doing day in, day out and day in and day out. And that is because our brains want to keep us safe and familiar is safe, right? So our brain wants to keep us in that cave, even though the cave is like, clammy and damp and kind of cold and not so fun. It's really dark in there. And on the other side is like sunlight and warmth and this endless possibility, but our brain wants to keep us safe in the cave. So just be aware of that. If you're like, yeah, I know that I I'm just like, I'm made for something more. There's gotta be more for my life. And you're afraid. Just know that the fear is totally normal. Okay. It is completely normal to experience fear. Boldness is experiencing the fear and doing it anyway. And that's what's really necessary to go through life transition, whether it's a transition in your career or a transition in your body or your physical appearance or your family life or where you live, all of that. It requires an ability to tolerate discomfort and not make that a problem. It's totally okay. 
to be afraid. It's totally okay to be uncomfortable through the transition. The most profound concept that I've learned in this reinvention class is this this idea that most of us look at life as a multiple choice test. We have options A or B or C or D. Pick one, right? And what Brooke's been teaching in this class is what if your life was just a blank canvas or an open sheet of paper and it was like a free form paragraph answer and there was no question, right? And that has just, that concept has resonated with me so much because I know that that's how I grew up. That's how I lived my life. I grew up and I saw my options as A, B, C, or D, right? I got Went, came from a great home. I went to good schools. I did lots of extracurriculars. I went straight into university. Then I went straight into working. My career choices were engineer, doctor, teacher, maybe lawyer. Like that, literally, I don't think my brain even allowed me to think of other possibilities. I didn't even know there were other options, right? So, so many of the choices that I've made in my life of what I thought was possible came because I thought that there were four options. And the idea of reinvention is thinking, what if? there was a million options. What if you could create anything you wanted? What if anything was possible? What would you make your life look like? So that's this process that I'm in. And it's so exciting. And it's so terrifying too, because most of us, and I think this comes from psychology, most human brains like three options. When we have too many choices, right? When you have a menu with like 35 options, it's actually not great because then you spend all your time. You're like, oh, maybe I want this. Maybe I want this. When you have like a menu with 10 options, it's just, it's quick and easy, right? Our brains like simple simplicity. Our brains like fewer options and yet it's so limiting. So what I want to invite you into, if you want to join me on this journey of like reconsidering everything is just questioning all of your beliefs, questioning what you thought was possible for yourself or your family, your career, really being in tune with where is it in my life where I'm feeling a little bit out of alignment with my values? Where do I need to make a shift? And yeah, it might be terrifying to make that shift, but what is possible? What could be on the other side? That is so exciting. So for example, I've recognized as we go through this process, my husband and I are thinking what's possible for our family I'm coming up against these limiting beliefs of what I've just always thought was true, right? So one of them has been, our kids need to be in school. Our kids need to be in one place for stability. And I've just started questioning those things. Like, do they need to be in school? What if we homeschooled them? What if we could live in multiple different places? What if we traveled the world? Like, I am just opening up all of the possibilities. And I'm not saying we're even going to do those things, but I'm giving myself the opportunity to explore what if we started with a blank slate, a white canvas, and we painted our lives exactly how we wanted them. So we're questioning where we want to live, the friends that we spend time with, the house that we're living in, the careers that we have, the schools that our children go to, how we spend our time, all of it. And we are deciding on purpose What do we want our life to look like? Where do we want it to align? If we can totally recreate it, what is our vision for our lives? And this is a crazy, scary, crazy, uncomfortable, and crazy, beautiful process. A lot of you don't allow yourselves to dream because when you do, you get confronted with all of your limiting beliefs. And I want to suggest that the reason that happens is because you start getting into the how. 
well, like, oh, how's that going to happen? Like, it's it, that there's just too many steps. Like, that's too hard. That's impossible. How could I ever do that? No, that's like just not what we do, right? Like, that's just not what we do. That is a limiting belief. And rather than entering into the how, because when you focus too much on the how, your brain's like, oh, like, how can I possibly lose 50 pounds? Like, there's just such a gap between where I am now to where I want to be. How could I possibly make a million dollars? There's like, I'm making, you know, 60 grand a year. How could I get to a million? So our brain wants to figure out the steps. And what I want to suggest is you're going to know the steps once you've done it, right? You'll figure out the how by doing. What we have to start with is the why and the what. So if you can paint the vision, if you allow yourself to dream and explore what's possible, the possibility, and you know why that's important to you, you'll figure out the how. You have to believe in the end result first in order to have the courage and the boldness and the commitment and the motivation to actually figure out the how. You figure out the how by the doing. And that's where it gets really messy. And that's where most people, they start with the how, and then they might try that out and they try one thing and it doesn't work. And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know this doesn't work, right? And they give up on the dream. What I wanna propose is you believe the dream and then you just try a billion hows until you get there, right? You take, you take all the different steps. This didn't work, no problem. Pick myself right back up. Let's try something else. This didn't work, no problem. I'm gonna just pivot and shift because I believe that anything is possible. I will tell you some of my like big, big vision dreams. I want to make a million dollars. I want to donate $1 million to fight child sex trafficking. I want to help 10,000 women and inspire hundreds of thousands more of women to think bigger, dream bigger, live bigger. I want to live and work from anywhere in the world. I want to only work three days a week so I can spend lots and lots of time with my children and be there for them as they're growing up. I want to complete a triathlon. So I've got all of these what? And then I also have my why. So I have my really great reason for each of those things. Like, why do I want to make $10 million? Because I think it'd be so cool to see who I need to become in order to get there. No idea. I don't know the full extent of what it's going to take for me to get from where I am now, which is not making $10 million, I can tell you. But to, to the woman who is capable of making $10 million and donating $1 million to start, that is so fun. What's it going to require? How much rejection am I going to have to be willing to face? How much fear am I going to have to confront to become that person? That is what is fun to me, right? It's the process that is fun. So I know my what, I know my why, and then I know my right now. What's my next step? I'm just going to take a step. Doesn't work. I'll pivot, take another step, right? So that's what messy action is. Massive and messy action is just like, take a step, try it out, pivot, try something else. Right. And then when something works, you just keep on going rather than trying to figure out how all the steps to get from where you are to where you need to be, your brain is going to go into like a conundrum, right? It's too overwhelming. So I want you to think of your what and your why and create the vision and meditate on the vision and believe the vision and get that vision into your spirit. So you are so like emblazed with passion for it. And then figuring out the how is just taking those steps each day towards that version of you that you want to be. It's taking one step. It's exploring what is possible. One of my besties, Jen, she and I joke about this all the time because our personalities are so, so different. Like I've always been someone who just takes action and messes up and some things work really well and some things I I pivot, but I'm always taking action. And that's really served me well in my life. Like I've gotten really far with that. 
And she's like the opposite. She's such a perfectionist and she has to understand like every single part of the step that she'll just take months and months like thinking about it and trying to get it all right. And we joke about it just because our personalities are so different. But I do think that there is an element where that is one of my strengths. And what I want to propose is just being willing to take action when you don't necessarily know all of the steps. You just take a step and then keep going. And then the last piece of it is that you take steps from the new identity that you're walking into. So for many of my clients who have like dieted and lost weight and then regained the weight, when we explore why, it's so apparent to me that they tried to change their actions, but they never changed their identity and who they were. And so they did these things like trying to follow a diet and all the time they're having these beliefs that are not in alignment with them following that eating plan or following that way of living or creating these new habits. So there's this incongruence with who they believe themselves to be and the thoughts that they're having and the beliefs that they have and the actions they're trying to take. And eventually that just doesn't work. Your brain is always going to revert back where your choices and your actions are going to align with the thoughts and beliefs that you have. And so what we teach our clients is you have to actually change your identity and how you think. So let me just give you a really practical example. I was talking to a client last week And her core belief was, I have to take care of everyone else before I look after myself. I am not a priority. And I just challenged her on that. I'm like, of course, you don't pay attention to your eating plan. Of course, you're not carving out time in your day to to move your body. Of course, you're not carving out time in your day to meal plan and stuff because you don't believe that you're worth it. You don't believe that you're a priority. You believe that everyone else has to take precedence over you right? So you can try to follow a diet and maybe you'll do it for a month or two, but that core belief is going to drive you back to a place where you're not taking care of yourself because you don't think that you're supposed to, right? So this is where we have to challenge those beliefs and change the beliefs so that our actions and our choices align with that. And it's so much easier, right, to change your actions and to create new habits when you do it from a place of your identity, that's going to stick so much better. So as you're considering, like maybe you're listening to this and you're considering a career shift or you want to move to a new city with your family or you want to take six six months off and travel or you want to lose a hundred pounds, whatever it is where you're, where you are at in wanting to transition in your life, I want to invite you to take the bold steps that are required where Number one, transition sometimes stems from pain or dissatisfaction or a lack of fulfillment. But to truly thrive in that transition, the motivation needs to evolve from escaping pain to embracing what is possible for you. So if you haven't spent time dreaming and imagining like what could be possible, if you had a blank slate and you could recreate your life to exactly what you want it to be, what could be possible for you? I want to tell you it is possible. There is nothing that is impossible. And I think that that is such an exciting thing. And I bet that some of you are thinking, oh yeah, this, that, that comment comes from such a place of privilege. And I want to suggest to you that there are many, many people that I look up to and aspire to who are having a huge impact in the world and who are very, very successful and thriving in their life and did not come from a place of privilege. And you listen to their stories and they came from hardship and they were formed from hardship. But at some point, they embraced the discomfort, they believed in the vision, and they took that messy action forward. And so that is possible for you too. So 
To thrive in the transition, the motivation needs to evolve from escaping pain to embracing what's possible. Growth requires discomfort and a willingness to feel fear and uncertainty. It also requires, a, you know, we have to embrace so many negative emotions. I'm, this is kind of a tangent, but I'm just thinking like, what is going to be required for me to become the version of me that I want to become is a willingness to fear rejection. And I got some coaching on this a couple of weeks ago. And the coaching was that I need to learn to disappoint people. And I was like, ha ha ha, that is a terrifying thing for me. Like, I don't like disappointing people. I don't like pe- think people thinking that I'm not delivering at the highest level or that my program isn't really great. Like, I don't like people thinking badly of me. And yet that is what is going to be required for me to reach my next level. So I'm just letting you all in on the secret right now. I'm working on disappointing you. <laughs> no, just joking. Being willing to be the person that disappoints people, the idea behind it is being willing to experience rejection, being willing to experience Fear is all part of that process of growth. I want you to allow yourself to dream outside of the multiple choice options and think, what if anything was possible? What could that look like? And then the last thing is to focus on the why and the what. And you'll figure out the how by doing, by just taking that massive, messy action, making mistakes, picking yourself back up, doing it again. All right. That's what I've got for you today. I hope that that inspired some of you. I hope that this helped some of you. I will continue to keep you updated on my process of transition and reinvention. And I'm so excited about all of it. And I would love to hear from you also. Like if you're going through something similar and you're like, oh my goodness, this was really inspiring. Send me an email, sasha at sashahighmd.com. I love hearing from all of you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.